Hello, this is episode 14 of the False 90 podcast. With me today, we've got Marcus, Kyle and Lewis. How are we doing tonight, guys? Yeah. All right. All right. Didn't do an intro today, no? And no intro tonight, because we'll start... <laughs> Um, with the biggest story of the week, which was Rangers versus Slavia Prague. We'll start with the football, and then we'll get on to the... Um... Yeah, yeah, let's start off with the footballing side first. So, obviously, I hate... This is probably the first time I've said this. Rangers have been beaten. No, actually, did I do this at Merlin? I can't remember. Aye. Uh, uh, so, obviously, Rangers now Slavia Prague 2, with Olienka getting the goal, and Stanchu is there on the second half. So this was always going to be a difficult tie uh, coming in Ibrox because there was two, I would say, evenly matched teams in the first leg. And Slavia started how they started last week, or the previous week. Um, they applied a lot of pressure on the first whistle. Uh, I generally thought this from the way the team came out. I don't know why Gerard dropped Hollander and Hadji. Uh, I thought that was really weird because that was obviously the scorer and the assistee of the goal against them. And Hadji's pressing always um, made them think second uh, expanding your lexicon assistee yes I don't know. <laughs> what's a word <laughs> what would you call them yes the assistus i don't know i guess yeah the assistee i guess that works assistee yeah no no it, it's a fine word i'm just like oh that's that's a word hey <laughs> come on man i'm from anyway. dublin come on <laughs> so um i'll get on to the first goal uh so it was a good goal from their point of view. Uh, it was a good header uh, down coming from Patterson's side. Um, it was a good header down from Olienka. I thought Goldson could have done a bit better, um, but in total, like, I thought it was just a really good goal, really good work goal. Um, they made Patterson, which you could see um, they were they were going to use that that wing to their advantage because Patterson's still a young player, he's still developing. Um, so they used that to their advantage. Uh, you can see he was struggling against some of their players. Uh, we had a few chances ourselves. Uh, had a Kent shot, uh, snapshot on the keeper, but it was really comfortable for him uh, to put it for a corner. Morales had a couple shots outside the box. One looked like it was going in, but it just went wide. So there's not really much from, from our perspective, really, uh, which is quite poor for home. Uh, just before the halftime whistle as well, uh, Balligan was caught out by a high press. It looked like he lunged in on the player when he was running in the box, but the ref said it was a clean tackle. I thought it was a quite a clean tackle as well. Um, obviously, they shouted for a penalty as well. And then the second half, which is probably one of the weirdest second halves I've probably ever seen in football, to be honest with you. Uh, in the second half, uh, they, they did continue to dominate, which you'd expect. Um, a few subs were made from Rangers, including uh, Kim Arif came on. And within five minutes of him being on the pitch, uh, he was chasing down a Golson long ball. Uh, it looked like he was trying to get the, the ball down to control it, and he ended up smacking the keeper in the face. But it's still shown. Uh, it was the clearest red card you'll ever see. Uh, it was quite a terrible challenge as well uh, when you're looking back on the replays. Yeah. But you can see what, but, but in his defence, you could see what he was trying to do with that. He was trying to take it over the goalkeeper. Uh, yeah, you can see what he's trying to do. I think he just went about it. Yeah. Kind of the so, wrong way and and got his foot in in the keeper's face. But you expect the keeper to come no, out. And obviously, it. He, keeper trying to get it. Uh, Keep getting to his um, his body, and uh, Kimar Griff came in and tried to get the ball over him and stud showing. But see if he went with his head, that could have been a different outcome. Yeah, because I think I think many... if, he, if he went with his head, um, the keeper could have clattered him, and it would have been you know penalty, penalty Rangers <laughs> as it always is. Yeah, it's just it's just see it's just some it's just some wee things like that that you can you can clear up about this Rangers team. 
obviously they've been good at very um, very similar to that sort of Sadio Mane Ederson incident we kind of had tones of that where the ball's been played in and you're in the one on one and you can like, you can see what Kamar has got clear intent to sort of stab it into the goal um, instead stabs the keeper's face um, I don't know did, did any of you actually see the image of the goalkeeper yeah yeah it looks horrible yeah. <laughs> I, I, I hope he's got the best to be honest because um, that, obviously I was a goalkeeper as well when I played um, that is, it's one of the worst ones you could get one of the worst defenders you could get but that is basically where it went downhill from there uh, so obviously ranged out of ten men. Uh, Balogun chased another miscontrolled ball of his. Uh, he slid in, got shown a second yellow. Uh, ranged out to nine men. Uh, from there, you just knew the game was over. Um, and then from that free kick, the the main man statue scored uh, a really good free kick against McGregor with, with no chance for McGregor. Uh, and then there was an incident, which is probably famous now, to be honest, um, about. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of different points, but all the same point anyway. But um, there was alleged uh, racist abuse to Kamara from one of their players. I can't remember his name. Uh, Kudela. Kudela. Oh, he's going to live in fear, man. But um, yeah, um, from when I was watching the game live, I don't know if anyone else saw it live, like we were just talking about this before the pod. Um, so I don't think we want to delve too much into this because we all know that um, racist, there's no. It just should not be in football at all. Should yeah. be in football. according to UEFA, there's no place for it, but then they don't back it up. So. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's I see where they're they're coming from. Like it's hard to tell because he did cover his mouth and then shouted. But then why else would you need to cover your mouth? Yeah, why would you walk know. over to someone, cover your mouth, and then yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And then we'll we'll get onto it later, though, but. Uh, yeah, especially with with oh, yeah, I, I, walking away and shouting, that's racist kind of thing. You yeah, yeah, you wouldn't. Uh, he's no. been racist, and then um, even it looked like their oh. players heard it as well. To be honest, are we are we just going to move on to that then, or yeah, well, yeah, I'm not yeah. I know. Um, yeah, the, well, what's really shocking is the response from Slavia Prague as a club. So not only the fans, obviously, they put that um, they're. Ultras put up that picture, which is um, yeah. It just it's, it just backs no up what she had on the pitch. It's, it's their no fans way. outside. Uh, I think it's their training ground with a banner yeah. that said "Kamara just a n word." Yeah, we, which I, is I, disgusting. If you've not seen it, go look it up. But um, it shows well shows the mentality of the ultras for one part. Um, but then you know the the argument about punishment. Oh well, you know it's not the fault of the club. The club, what really shocked me was the club came out with a statement basically backing up their player, saying, you know, he was assaulted in in the tunnel afterwards and that, that it's alleged abuse and there's no proof for it. But, like, if you're a company, if you're any company, right, and one of your employees gets um, allegations of racism or any sort of abuse, your first reaction, the first reaction shouldn't be to defend. The first reaction is to investigate and they've not done that. They've said they've basically done all they can to try and sweep it under the carpet and knock it aside, yeah. which is the wrong mentality to deal with that. If that's any other football club, if that's like that, that I'm, I'm using the analogy of a business, but even if it's any other football club, I'd expect them to have that, 
the stance with it. You know, if that was Hibbs and one of our players had alleged to have said something racist to another player, I'd expect I'd expect us not to back our player, but to go and say we're going to look into this and punishment will be due because that's the right thing to do. But they just seem about protecting their player first. Well, if you if you look on problem. if you look on social media, they there's a lot of uh, Czech fans. I'm assuming they're Slavia f- fans mm. trying to defend disgusting. this in, in other ways as well. And so they're trying to but defend. How, how is how is uh, how is its alleged racism a defence? Like if you look at the situation, like we were saying, he. So what he I can't mind too, but he was having an argument with another player. Like it was like over, over something else, and then Kamara goes over and speaks to him trying to calm the situation down and then the guy Kudel or whatever goes over to him covers his mouth says it to, like there's no need I think Kudela says that his exact words were that you're a fucking guy like yeah that's what Kudela said he said there is no oh, chance it, in it, hell it, what he said was it said accordingly on the Slavic Rag statement was like you effing guy there is no I chance it makes sense. there is no chance in fucking hell that he covers his mouth, says "you fucking guy," and Kamara and the whole Rangers team react like that. There is no chance in hell they all react like that if he says that. Because like it's so it's so obvious. It it, it backs up on that though. Like if you're on a cam, if you're going to be on a camera, and you're going to swear nine times out of ten, you're not going to cover your mouth for it. Players swear on football pitches all the time. The camera zooms in on them when they swear I mean, at them. If you get in an argument with somebody, who the fuck thinks, oh yeah, I'll see you you fucking guy as like a get back? Like, come on. Like, no. Kamara would laugh I'm, at that, if anything. I didn't buy that. I didn't buy that for exactly. one second. There's, there's been incidences this season where players have swore and it's been audible. For example, yeah. with Scott Brown against Dundee United, Odson fucking pass at you. I like, um, but I mean, my my way of looking at this is um, the response from both Slavia Prague and UEFA has been ridiculous. Mm. So UEFA are looking into the alleged assault on um, on the Cudela. Sam, you're going to need to give me his name, <laughs> by by Glenn Kamara and allegedly Stephen Gerrard. Seen this as well. Um, so they're looking into that, and that's all been passed on to Police Scotland. But they're not no looking at like no one's looking at the incident on the. That's pitch. the problem. I mean, we were in saying my, before. Yeah, sorry. In in my opinion, if that, if 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 this, and there's no doubt this will turn out to be true because there's no way the reaction that occurred from the Rangers players, the staff, mm. the back room staff of the club. It wasn't just Gerard. It was um, director of football as well. I believe you're director of the football and some. I can't remember who all came down, but there was one or two other well. sort of yeah, head head honchos at Rangers that came down as well. So if something like that's happened on the pitch, in my personal opinion, whatever's happened in that dressing room afterwards would be completely and utterly justified. Well, yeah. If if you're gonna well, if you're and gonna I'm punch not, someone, punch them for being racist, you know. Punch them for aye, and um, obviously I I, I mm. can it, like if any if any charges are brought towards Kamara for that, that's ridiculous, and, and not towards Cadella for, for any for any racist abuse, you know. Oh, what, I, what, I saw today, what, what I saw today was um, the police in Glasgow, like Greater Glasgow Police, released 
on Twitter that they are they are aware of two instances that happened between uh, the Rangers Slavia game, and one of us for the assault, another one is for the races, the alleged races okay. on the pitch. So the police are aware of it. Yeah, I would trust I would trust Police Scotland to look into the racism allegations, but it should come from UEFA though. Like this is a situation within football. U- UEFA said they're the ones. They're the ones pushing this, uh, kick it out, uh, show races in the red card, all that, and we're taking the knee. But when it comes to a situation where they need to be taking action, they're not taking action. And exactly, you know, well, has UEFA actually said anything? Though? Well, they said they're investigating, um, but that's that's about it. I mean, Slavia, Slavia have also have have a reputation for this as well. Back in uh, back earlier mm. with with Lukaku with Inter, there, there was alleged racist abuse there, and and UEFA. Didn't yeah. do anything, or they've issued a it's, fine which clubs can easily pay, which is which is a joke, really. You're we know gonna... UEFA are any like UEFA are the kind of organization that aren't bothered by this though. Like they're just wanting paid. Well, exactly. So, like, like, a, they'll say anything to a have history. a good Yeah, there's a history of things like this happening in UEFA UEFA sanctioned matches, whether mm. that be club competitions. Or international, international with, 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 with uh, England, Bulgaria, Slavia Prague, Inter Milan. Um, I think there was a game like Macedonia and Serbia or something like that. Mm. Um, and I, I said this to you last last week. I think one of your biggest problems is is you've got a subculture in the ultras in these and and. These mm-hmm. unfortunately in parts of Europe's like sort of yeah. the Czech Republic, Bulgaria, Romania, yeah. you know, and I'm not saying every, you know, I'm not saying every Eastern European it's definitely racist. Within, within the ultras culture, I get you there. It's definitely but within uh, their sort of ultras culture in the sort of Eastern European, Eastern Bloc countries, there's a subculture of sort of racism and. Sexism and neo Nazism as well. He had um, um, as well. Um, I think it was Zenit remember, with Malcolm as well. I remember actually seeing um, a video of a guy going to the CSKA Sofia ground in Bulgaria. Yeah. And there's stickers outside the ground. There's swastikas. There's respect, like the UEFA respect thing, mm. and it says respect racism. And then there's Aye. another one. Where it's a black man and a white woman and like a no smoking sign through it, and it basically says thank you for not mixing. Yeah, so, nice. 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 There's stuff like that across the, the sort of ultra culture it, it, and, and these. You know what? I always say like football. When people criticize football for problems within football, I always say like football is a representation of communities. Like each club represents a certain community, and it re- it reflects society as a whole. And so the problem with football hasn't. Ra- people say football is a problem with racism. It's not that. It's that we've got a problem. Ra- we've still got a problem with racism in Within, society as a whole, yeah. and that's reflected in football. It's not a football problem. It's still a problem with society. Obviously, people turn it on football because, like I was saying a few weeks ago in one of the podcasts, people. Football's really an easy target. Aye. It's an easy target. Yeah. Um, it's usually first to call to blame on anything. Exactly for any anything ever, you know. But um, I so like it, it is. Truly, something in greater society needs still, unfortunately, twenty twenty one. I think as well, it it doesn't help that your wafer are don't really stance, don't I, really do anything about it. Don't take a because, stand like because, like I was saying, they're they're the kind of organisation that aren't they? Didn't care. Like they honestly, they're just worried about the profits. They 
I mean, I sound like a right. I mean, I'm. I sound like a right uh, socialist when I, I am a socialist, but I sound like a really stereotypical one when I say that they only care about their profits. Well, the th- but they do though. Like they don't. They want to save face when they're saying all this. Uh, show racism on the red card. That's so they can save face and have a good public image. That's no. They, they're they, they're not intending and in actually doing anything about there's it. There's been there's been calls to to um, expel Slavia Prague from from European competition. Yeah, and to um, me, that's the that's the punishment that should be handed no, out. No, I, I wouldn't say that's the only punishment. I genuinely yeah. think that they. Should they should not be allowed to compete anymore in this in, in the Europa League? Plus, they should get a couple of years banned in Europe as a whole. But the, but yeah. knowing UEFA, would... all they're going to get is like a ten thousand pound fine, and it's it's not going to it's mm. not going to do. And that's anything. easy to pay off. Exactly. Well, exactly. When you're a big club who's playing yeah. in Europa League, a ten thousand euro fine isn't is nothing. It's but nothing. if you if you, pen money, exactly. Especially but, since they're they're going to win the Czech League this year as well, and probably get. I mean. The, the prize money they'll get from one in the Czech League, I don't know how much it'll be exactly, but... So I'm sure that'll pay that off pretty easily, that, yeah. It's a wee fine they're getting, and that helps, certainly. I mean, but you it's know, just, um, it's just a joke. It is, you're not going to eradicate every racist. There, there's always going to be people that will that will always be like that in the world. Why? But you if, you if, don't if, need to reflect it on, like, like television, for example. Like, obviously, football games. You, you just... If you don't... If UEFA took a proper stand, then it, it'd be easier to stamp out, but Can they it? don't. But UEFA, don't they? UEFA only kick out t- the only time that teams have been kicked out of Europe is for financial fair play, which is yeah, because they joke. care about profits exactly. Because yeah. it's, it's an issue when it comes to affecting their profits, but that, it's because they're a business. It's, it's just simple as but but you it's know when affect the whole, a whole is, group of people. This is what I don't understand. Hmm. If your transfers outweigh the profits of your club, you get banned from European competition for a season or two seasons, or you get banned from making a, a transfer. Yeah. In both windows. And that's that's immediate. That is, that's that's stage one. Okay, if you've got... We've seen that implemented many times as well. Like, Chelsea, no Man City, just two examples. I'm surprised the likes of PSG haven't been looked into like their books Milan yet. Milan have, and, and Torino yeah. and Malaga and all that have, have suffered at the hands all of UEFA in terms yeah. of in terms of financials. But there's the been... punishments aren't equal. Like, in but that the end. punishments for for race, like racism in football matches is there's like a four four stage process. So like yeah. the first time the game's stopped and there's an announcement put out, the second time the game's stopped and there's just another announcement put out, and then I think it's like they can remove some fans from the ground if they if they've seen them do it, which doesn't even stand nowadays because there's no fans in the ground, so yeah, they're not really doing anything about it. About and this, then your third, I think they haven't taken into account it could be a player, like exactly, in this case yeah. it was a player, not a fan. So I'm sure the third time it's like the game suspended for like five minutes it's like yeah and the fourth step is is the game is abandoned see see because um because uh partly because i don't want to talk about this for too long but you know what someone moving away from the negative something that i found i found quite positive was how um scottish football as a whole kind of came together in this because i know we did it i know a lot of other, other clubs did it but a lot of clubs came out on social media in support of glen camara and I found that, that you know, I so I of course as Roof as well. Um, so I've seen Motherwell and Dundee United have said they've taken 
a stance that they're not they're going to stop taking the knee which is fair enough i mean if it's an empty gesture then there's no point doing it um which is good i've i've honestly thought since the start of the season it's it's an empty gesture yeah it doesn't Um, really achieve anything does it it doesn't really achieve anything i totally understand why it was done it's like the idea of the you know, obviously the killer. It made sense point. a year ago. It made sense not, at the time. So I don't, so I don't agree with not taking the knee. I just don't think that there should be any more politics than there is in football because that's a political movement to for a degree. So I don't think it should be uh, in football the whole time. Uh, I think yeah, it shouldn't. But in a way, to me, it looked like let's kneel down for racism. It wasn't let's stand up. Like for, think things, you know, like things stand like, up against things it. Like, like, like let's kneel down against like, it. Let's not stand up against it. Yeah. Things like like things like these didn't change anything. Like it's for raising awareness, right? But like everybody's aware of racism. Like the problem isn't awareness. The problem is actually materially doing stuff to tackle ed- educating people and who are, exactly who are, educating. Like, it's not that difficult to not be racist, but exactly, some people find it difficult. Nah, but no. Like I was saying, the positives though. Like every club. In Scotland, came out in support. Uh, as far as I can tell, most yeah, clubs yeah. did. Celtic, Celtic were supportive. Um, we put. Uh, actually, I'm a bit embarrassed. Not embarrassed, but like, I think we should have gone further because we put a wee post in. Um, we're with Glen Camara. We're against racism, and we had a wee picture of Dodge taking the knee. But I'm think I'd rather Hibs said we're going to stop taking the knee. Like I'd rather, like we're a club that's founded on those ideals that were. You know, we're founded as a charity, a club for the working class, and all that. So, well, even even uh, what, what I found yeah, pa- well, what, I'm, what I'm I found powerful at the weekend was that Scott Brown went across to Glen Kamara and the old firm before the I, game, and you know, that was a big gesture. That was a, was a uh, as much gesture. as I hate, as much as I hate him, I had a little bit of respect for him there. Well, I, I, Until I think that up, shows. I think it's, that shows something, though. It shows something about him as a person because it's one, it's one thing I, being. It just shows heart, all yeah. rivalry aside. Rivals will come together to battle this massive battle of racism. Aye. You've got two teams there that are about to go to war for 90 minutes in the words of Roy Keane. Yeah. <laughs> but can put what can put the 90 minutes aside to go, nah, we, we stand with you and we have, we have for you. And it's like even at the start of the game, the, the two, you know, both sides stood there and I remember seeing the banners came up like Celtic stand against racism, aye, um, and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. But then I also then read that after the game there was apparently a social media post aimed at Alfredo Morelos. Aye, for um, a Celtic fan, I seen that. For a Celtic yeah. fan, the boy's now been charged, obviously, but lost his job as well. Has he? Yeah. Good. Good. I didn't know anything more than that. I only seen it on. He deserves it. If he's lost his job, then the Glasgow Police web, um, Facebook. Yeah. So why doesn't if if a player does that, he should lose his job? Yeah. No? I mean, yeah. Could yeah, could well, should yeah. should use his job and never never get another job in football again. But UEFA aren't doing anything. I mean, Police Scotland haven't found he anything. Does, he does the club. He does the club. So how are we so quick to arrest and charge a seventeen-year-old boy? But it's probably going to take us weeks, months to charge Cadella. It's one thing that's that even if he, he does get been, charged. He's been charged over like his Snapchat story, whereas Cadella, like on live television, you know. But uh, any, I, I, I'm conscious though. I don't want to talk about this too much. I mean, yeah, we still I, got the rest of the podcast. Um, you know, 
and I think I think we've probably gone over everything that needs to be said about it anyway. Yeah. So unless you guys have anything, I, I kind of don't to want to move about. on because it's a serious topic and we go into something else. But yeah, um, it would be nice to have a full podcast of talking about this. But yeah, um, we, we, I think we, we actually we actually spoke about that, didn't we? We said we we're going to do just a podcast. Yeah, on this, but I think keep it to football. Can, you know, like we can, can touch on this. But... but I think there's only so much that we can say to now. Aye. And it will probably be something that we'll come back to later on. And it's not something people didn't can about. I mean, everyone listening Aye. probably has already heard about this in some... I mean, assuming yeah. that our listenership... When more comes to fruition about it, when more news comes in, obviously, yeah. Paul will come back to it. But at the moment, uh, everyone here is totally with playing Kamara and totally against Of course, anything that's happened yeah. on that. It goes without saying, Aye. I'm just going to finish on that. We're all with... Yeah. Everyone that's everyone that's had been affected by racism, and obviously, yeah, not not recent events, then Kamara, Morelos, Kumarov, and all the players that's had to suffer that should never be in football at all. And everyone's in society as well. That yeah. you know, it goes without saying, though. But I, yeah, and um, also fuck, fuck Slavia Prague. Um, fuck them. I, I, <laughs> pricks. <laughs> Uh, we're moving on now to um, the last game of the regular season in the Premiership. Um, started with uh, a few games. Um, we'll start with uh, at Tanner Dice with Dundee United actually scoring against Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. I think we're all surprised at each other, to be honest. Yeah, I think did, we're all surprised there was actually a goal in this game. <laughs> right, didn't we all predict no nils? Pretty much. I predicted yeah. one each. <laughs> I was so I was all so right. close, so close, so far away. <laughs> Uh, but Dundee quite, United... liked, um, quite liked it at the time because I was sitting watching the Kilmarnock game, um, well, Kilmarnock Motherwell game, and then all of a sudden my Snapchat just popped up and it was just Kyle going, There's been a goal! <laughs> 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 yeah. It was quite a well worked goal actually from Dundee United. Um, Spoiler. Spoiler's been scoring a few, eh? He's, yeah, he's, he's like a left back. Few, yeah. Or they've they've moved into winger now, but he, he, no, it's, it's funny, it's good for him, hey. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we've got a, a good link-up play, and then and Shanklin found found the ball in the middle. So, where will go? And Dundee United, you know, they they finished in the bottom six, but I think in an eight, eighth place at the moment, I think they're they're pretty safe from from the drop. Which I think that was, yeah. that was their goal at the beginning of the season. They're safe. Well, for a team coming up, eh? I mean, exactly. Yeah. So, I think there's yeah. only three teams you can talk about now that are for relegation. It's Kelly, Hamilton, and Ross County. They're the ones I see as being in danger. Um, yeah. Motherwell, the likes of Motherwell, Dundee United, and that'll be safe. Well, um, um, Motherwell did lose to one of those relegation candidates four-one at the weekend, which was mm. shocking to I think everyone. Go on, Lewis. Go on, Lewis. Give us your review, mate. <laughs> um, I'll take. I will take the same words. In direct quotation from the article on the Motherwell website, which was Motherwell shot themselves in the foot. Um, we didn't shoot ourselves in the foot. We ripped our feet off. Said that's what we think of feet, and then went out and played the man. <laughs> um, so I was actually like a minute or two late to the game, and I, and do you know that way where you think in football. Where even if you are watching the game, it's like that minute or two. It's like I'll just go and get, a, you know, I'll go and get a, a pie and get my seat. Right. You know, no. Always, there's happen. always that second thought, like, am I going to miss something if you're at the game and you go and get a pie or something? So what oh, I missed right. was a Kyle, a Kyle Lafferty pinger going over the top of Liam Kelly, 
Um, within a minute, that goal was within just... a minute. It was just, it was on. I don't know what happened. He, he basically gets played out to the edge of the box and just thinks I'll have a pop. And William Kelly's caught off guard, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, then Barry Maguire uh, gets his first goal for the club off a deflection from Jordan Roberts. Um, and then a, it was a quick fire double from Rory McKenzie and Chris Buck uh, just before the 60th minute mark, which completely put Kilmarnock in the driving seat before uh, Mitch Pinnock decided to really put a nail in the coffin. Obviously, you've said already um, Motherwell now don't take the knee for um, standing up to racism before the match. But there's not really much anything else I can say. A um, couple of clo- close chances. Um, Roberts volley hitting the post. and We brought on uh, Chris Long and uh, Stephen Wallace to try and Get a bit of spark back in, but it just didn't happen. Um, it was set pieces that kind of let us down. We couldn't defend corners or, or crosses, and everything that sort of came in towards the box from a, a sort of out out wide position was just falling for Kilmarnock to the full game. Um, I actually got to the stage that once the fourth one went in, I actually closed my laptop down because. I couldn't go through the torture anymore. <laughs> the equivalent of leaving the game early. <laughs> it was the equivalent of leaving the game early, and I honestly would have been halfway up the road at the end of this game had I been there. So um, you just got your killy pie, missed Kyle Lafferty's goal, and just left. Aye. I only came for the pie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as much as I can sit here and go 4 1. Um, we're still clear of the bottom three. It's yeah. like a good margin. Yeah, six points is the, um, is the difference at the moment. It's six mm. points, yeah. So, we've now got to play St Mirren, Kilmarnock, Ross County, Hamilton, and I can't remember who the other St. one Mirren, is now. St Mirren. No, St Mirren, oh, Ross Killing. County. Did you say Killy? Killy. Aye, Killy. St Mirren, Dundee United, Ross County, Killy and Hamilton. United. Yeah. Yeah. Aye, that's it. I couldn't mind the other one. I couldn't mind if it was Dundee or Levy, but I know they were sitting scrapping it out for a wee bit. Um, They're well in the top five. Aye. So, I mean, in in fairness, kind of glad to let Kelly get a couple of points to put the pressure on Hamilton. (laughs) But I would have rather it had been a wee 1-0 or a 2-1 instead of a 4-1 thumping at a team that's for a couple of weeks there were bottom of the league mm. bottom halves could be really interesting though because there's only three, uh, two points in it right now yeah two points between between 12 I think and the, bo- I think the bottom the bottom the bottom half of the bottom six is more interesting than the top half of the bottom six oh yeah, yeah 100% <laughs> no, like, I mean it's, it's like that every season but <laughs> it's um, it's that way where it's like you know Motherwell and Dundee and St Mirren will just kind of scrap it for 7th and 6th Eighth place, uh, um, which don't really mean anything. I it doesn't really mean much. It's just a, I'd be nice to I'd, I'd take a sixth place finish after the crap start to the season. Hmm. But it'd be more interesting to see who out of Ross County, like Ross County and 
Kilmarnock and Hamilton kind of gets in that playoff place, who goes down and who just survives. Although I could put money on who's just going to survive. Because <laughs> it happens every single fucking year. Oh, don't even know. Yeah. But I, I think, uh, going back to, to Kelly, I think if Kelly stay up, it's going to be Carl Lafferty who keeps him up because he's been brilliant the past couple of games. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's Edna Mode, the manager. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> honestly, I was watching the stream that just close up, well, it was a close up of Tommy Wright, and I genuinely went, that genuinely, the way his hair was sitting and everything, I was like, he actually looks like Edna Mode for the incredible. <laughs> what, so that's, does that make Carl Lafferty Mr. Incredible? <laughs> anyway, no comment from him. No comment from him. Moving on, I think we're going to go to um, the Tony Macaroni uh, for Levy versus Hibbs. That's an Shack. Um... I thought I thought we'd win this game. Um, I don't think we started that bad. We didn't start amazing, but it was kind of really typical Hibs kind of last few weeks where it's just kind of meh, you know, like there's no real fluidity in our in our build up play. Um, although first half we still had the better chances than Libby, I'll say. Um, overall, but yeah, I wasn't overly impressed. I wasn't out my seat or anything. Um, then kind of we're pushing them back and they're hitting us in the break, which I'm thinking that's going to be pretty dangerous because we've been conceding a wee bit from the break. Um, we're better as a team when we're hitting the other team in the break, but um, I, we were the team with all possession. Uh, Boyle has a chance like 10, 15 minutes in. That's, you know, he's in tons of space in the box, uh, scuffs it wide. Then it's just, we're we're Ryan Porteous. Like he he is. People forget he's still a young player. He's like twenty one, I think. Um, he's got bags of potential, but like young players will make mistakes. He does. He, you could argue that Porteous makes too much mistakes or too many mistakes. But he probably just highlighted more because he plays in that central role. I think yeah. I think because because he broke his way into the first team kind of a few seasons ago and he was outstanding for a while. I think people in our fan base hold him to like the same standards we would like. You know, an experienced player, but like we forget he's still young. So, but no, this mistake is honestly anyone who's anyone who's seen the highlights or anything. It's it's terrible. Like he he's got so much time to clear it, but he literally nods it back to the keeper when um, Sybil is there. So, I uh, it's it's an easy goal for Sybil to go and score. Live your one 0 up when arguably we've been the better team. But uh, it's the story of Hibbs' season, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. We've been the better team, and then you know, other team go and score, and then we. You know, just down tools for there. But uh, to be fair to us, like we did last week against County, we had to fight our way back into the game. And I think I said in the preview that I fancied Deutsch to score, and he went and got the goal. It was it was a dodgy finish. Like the keeper should have saved it. But I'm not complaining. It's a goal. It's good for Deutsch to get back in the score sheet. And from there, what he scored in like the 35th minute or something like that, 34th. So. We've got the whole rest of the game to go. I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking we've been the better team here. We could go and win this. Teams come out for the second half and we put in such a dominant display at second half. Like, that's more kind of the Hibs I expect. Like, on the front foot, making chances, you know, making runs in behind. We shifted Boyle out to the right-hand side, which I think 
we've seen that he's effective up, up top as a striker, but I think that game reminded us how good he is out wide when he, you know, when he's exploiting a fullback. Um, you know, he had tons of space to run into. Um, Nisbet was fantastic in his link-up play. Uh, Jackson Irvin had a brilliant game, and again, just want to say I really hope he signs a new deal, uh, which I think he will do now that um, he's come out and spoken about spoken about it a wee bit. Uh, I think him and Ross are having chats over the international break about that. Um, Good player, definitely. Irvin did get did he get called up for the Australia squad? I think he did, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, he must have. Yeah, he's he's uh, usually in that squad, eh? So. Um, I've not seen their squad. Eh? Well, we we can talk about international football later with Scotland squad, but um, but I so and then nothing really happens in the second half in terms of goals. Well, obviously it finished one one, but we had like we had some really good chances. Like I genuinely feel like we, if we're a bit more cutting edge with some of these opportunities, then you know we can go and win that game. But at the end of the day, you know the final whistle goes, and I'm thinking. You know, Aberdeen have lost. Um, we're going into the split. We're another point away for them. If Aberdeen had won that game, I think I wouldn't have been that positive about the, the result. I would have been thinking that's a major chance missed, or we've slipped up and let them back into it. You know, we've got we've got the split now, and they would have been uh, what three points behind at that point. If, yeah, um, now it's now it's um, four, it's seven points now um, with yeah. five games yeah. in the split. So. You know, so at the end of the day, like, yeah, it's still a good position to be in. I mean, it, it's a point. It's a point further to where we want to be. We know we kind of can't start a second, so it's just about every point that gets us closer to third place and securing that European spot. Um, yeah, absolutely. And what we've been fighting for for the, since the start of the season was third place. So um, it's not too bad considering Aberdeen lost, um, but. Um, could have been a bit more cutting edge, but it wasn't the worst. Yeah, and we'll move on. There was a race for the top six um, between St. Mirren and St. Johnston. It was St. Johnston who got it with a 1-0 win over uh, Ross County. Glenn Middleton with a with a good go after he missed a golden edge chance uh, a little bit earlier. Um, but he did score late on, which secures St. Johnston's uh, place in the top six. An 86-minute winner. Um, but it was... Samirin, who were in the driving seat, but they're seemingly allergic to the top six. Uh, they took they took lead through McGrath um, penalty, uh, but they came up against Hamilton, and Hamilton do what Hamilton do best, and and ruined everything <laughs> <laughs> with an 89th minute equaliser from Monroe. Uh, did you only guys catch catch these two games? No, <laughs> I'll catch any of the highlights or anything, um, or anything to say because no, it's, it's good to see Glenn Middleton getting going, doing decent at St Johnston from a Rangers point of view. Uh, I think he's a really good player. Yeah, really he, good he had a, you know, a half decent spell at Hibs when he came. Um... Half decent? Did you? Half decent. He was it, it probably arguably one of your best players. Best players. Um, he was actually terrible when he was at us. Oh really? Well, who's it really? Melfi from Rangers then. Uh, okay, yeah. No, uh, Middleton was useless when he came to us. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm just saying. When no, he was I think he, he had a couple of couple of moments, but he he literally he made two runs against Hearts, and that's all I remember. Then, <laughs> like, it literally he was useless when he was us. Like I'm saying, I'm no I'm not saying he's a bad. Player. I, I, I've no 
I'm not going to judge a player I've only seen like a few games and it was Hecky uh, as well and nobody has a good game under Hecky um, when he was uh, in that season but um, yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was, it was brilliant when he was at us anyway but yeah yeah, yeah um, I think we'll move on to the biggest game of the weekend now which it was the old firm at uh, Parkhead yes uh, it wasn't um, it's hard to say it wasn't didn't well, from watching the game, didn't look like it was going to be like one of them old firms where you see crunching tackles and people red cards and stuff like that. I think Rangers um, had their fair share of red cards in the game before. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Came to this game semi-confident. Uh, and I wish Andy was on here right now to to have a couple of... There's a couple of instances where probably go different ways. Uh, but obviously it ended one each uh, in, a, in a, probably a fair result game with both teams having uh, chances uh, chances to score uh, so it's probably a fair result in the end to be honest uh, so they did take the league the lead with uh, Mohamed El Yunusi it's good play down the the right side uh, Balgan getting caught out again uh, good cross from Edward I thought Balgan could have done better at least to try and stop the cross from coming in uh, and then it's a 50-50. It's a bit like the Slavia goal, uh, their first goal as well, split it from the same side and almost the same goal with the diving header. Uh, I think it's... So, it's um, I think you're missing Tierney. Uh, not Tierney, for fuck's sake. Um, Tavernier on that Tavernier. side. Yeah. Even Patterson. I don't know why Gerard's doing this. If I had to criticise Gerard, which obviously he's been, a, he's been really good, really, really good this season, why is, he, why is he changing that wing? Why does he not just keep Patterson in from the start? Yeah, it's yeah I, actually, I actually agree with Kyle there. I... Why is Palagay, why is a natural right-back not playing at right-back and you're playing a centre-back at right-back instead? It's beyond me. It really is beyond me. I'm not sure I criticise Gerard, but obviously Balogun's got the more experience. That's probably why he went with him. Um, and it's obviously, we had, for, from our goal, and I wish it until later, it was good to have the three centre-backs in the box. Um... But again, I don't. I genuinely don't know why. Because Pat, Pat um, Patterson, uh, Balogun doesn't go up. He doesn't do what a Tavernier does or a Patterson would do, and go up and challenge their their left back. Um, so again, I, I don't know. I don't know why he didn't start Patterson. But um, thought Balogun could have done better with the the cross from uh, Edward, and it was a good finish. But now you to be fair. Uh, so wasn't expecting that to be honest. Uh, oh, Kyle, I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but Bro, Bro Rangers are beating the mighty big team heart. <laughs> 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 um, Am I sorry, allowed but... to continue? Am I allowed to continue? <laughs> of course, man, of course. <laughs> I'm just um, so there's, funny, a, there's a few more chances as well, and then obviously there was an incident with involving Barisic and Edward ending up with a yellow card for Edward for simulation. What do you guys think of that? The Did you see them? Yeah, I, I saw it. It's one of those where I don't think Edward dived, but I don't think there's enough contact for a penalty. Hmm. If you get what I mean. Because like, Barisic did slide in, and I'm not, I'm not sure if I saw contact or not, but I can understand why Edward went down. But I don't think it was a dive from him. It's one of those where if it's given, 
it's one of those where you're saying I can understand it, but it's a soft one. But if it, obviously if it's no given, then you know you're saying it's, it's no penalty. Like it's borderline. But then booking borderline. for a guy, booking for well borderline as in it's not a penalty, but you've seen them given for being a penalty because you know uh, I, I don't know maybe if it was a wee bit harsh. This, this is why I would no I wouldn't say it was harsh at all. Um, well, I'll have another look at it now because yeah okay yeah. Um, from uh, yes Barisic did did tackle and he did make a tackle and but by that time Edward was already away mm. he was away from him so the tackle actually didn't touch Edward at all so he was expecting contact I would say and he completely mistimed his dive and he got what he deserved my opinion mm, I'm looking at it now uh, these are the sky highlights and the angle doesn't really help yeah, because... the, the the replays for the angle. Um, sorry, the, yeah, the no. angle for the replays wasn't wasn't great. Um, you can't. I think you can tell there's no contact, oh, but you can. There's no contact, but like if Edward hadn't uh, gone down when he did, there would have been. Is the thing? Yeah, it's, which is difficult. It's... So te- technically, then he's gone down without contact. So it's a dive and it's simulations, which is a yellow yeah. card. I'm tending to agree. There you with go. Now I've seen him. Now I've seen him. And then take with Kyle. But the thing is, if he'd stayed in place, it would have been quite a bad challenge. If yeah, it's a really tough one. But anyway, then, yeah. see, golly, deserve I think the ref did well on that. Too. I thought it was a penalty at first. Yeah, I think uh, I think when you there. first see it, you see Barrow six sliding, and you see Edward go down. You think it's a penalty. Yeah, you think it's a penalty, but it, then and you then, see it. Then you see the replays, and uh, yeah. I think I think the referee did. Make a make a good choice there, not pointing directly to the spot straight away. Yeah. So uh, after that, Celtic continued to dominate down the uh, right hand side. Um, Balligan getting literally no man's land again. Uh, Carl McGregor got a shot, but it was easy save from McGregor, other McGregor. And we'll come to the Rangers goal now. Uh, so there's a corner set piece. Which would be clear from Celtic's point of view to concede because they've been conceding a lot of set plays this season. Uh, Barisic with a really good ball in, and obviously we having the. Th- I literally said like it's we capitalise. I said this to my dad. We capitalise on set plays because you've got three central defenders in that box, um, and it was our centre back at right back who got the initial header. Uh, Paul looked like it was going out, uh, but then the main man himself, Morelos getting his first goal against Celtic which was good to see so now all the Celtic does can stop saying oh but he hasn't scored in a big game against Celtic he has now so sit down that's <laughs> nice. told him and I like the celebration as well where he did the 55 because it was a 55th league goal um, by the way if Celtic didn't lose against Dundee United he would have won 55 on his 55th goal Oh, I'll tell you what, that would, that would have been... Written in the stars, written in the stars that was. But it wasn't. <laughs> um, but it wasn't. It's uh, funny how... Anyway, it... Yeah, sorry. No, on you go, man, on you go. I was, uh, just a wee point. I was going to say, it's funny how some clubs are associated with certain numbers. Because, uh, like, I mind a jambo mate of mine. Because uh, I mind Aaron Hickey scored the winner in that derby a few years ago, and a jambo mate in mine was like, it's funny how Aaron Hickey wears the number 51, and then he scored the winner against you in the 51st minute. I'm like, oh, yeah, it is, that is a bit weird, isn't it? You know, but... Um, and then you go out there again, obviously. With, and then like there was that thing where Suminovic wore number five, 
and it was like um was it Billy McNeil and then who was the other guy that died for Celtic a few years ago or a year ago I don't know I can tell you anyway aye one of the and then oh my this is really embarrassing I was at Chalmers something. I'm, I'm not a Celtic fan if Andy was I here can't tell you, I can tell you I can tell you Jozo Simunovic, who wore the number five, like scored in the 67th minute or whatever. It's funny how certain num- uh, numbers or yeah, yeah. work out, you know. But anyway, I, I was just thinking about that here. But aye, it's, it, like I said, it's funny Morelis, like 50, 55th goal on that. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah, there's a few chances Celtic had as well. Fought Welsh had a really good game. Uh, Edward had a shot on goal. Really good play from Celtic. Um, looked like it was going in actually through McGregor's legs, but good save from McGregor and then went in. I think it was one of Celtic's best games for for a while. Um, yeah, yeah, they played well. To be fair, they were the better team over the ninety. Yeah. I mind you saying that at the time because I was out with a pal and then I was just kind of checking the chat in the meantime and I seen mm-hmm. I was wondering how, I wonder how it's going. And I seen Kyle says you've been the better team. And I was like, oh well. <laughs> yeah, but it was one of them games where we both had chances. Obviously, you you expect us to to sit in a more. Than mm. being on the attacking front because it's obviously at Celtic Park. Yeah, and you're defending your unbeaten run illegal. Yeah, defending our unbeaten run, but we also had a fair good chances as well. Mm. Like, we had our set by like the there's a Ryan Kent instance where Ryan checked back on a uh, Hadji and made mm. the run through the defence. To be fair, defences looked all over the place. Celtic's defence for that for that instance. Yeah. Uh, Ryan's Kent uh, Hadji with a great ball. Ryan Kent with a volley and it was a good save from Scott Bain. <laughs> But, I mean, at There's the a few instances day... from Celtic as well. Oh, sorry, man. Sorry. I was going to say, uh, yeah, yeah, go on. Sorry. There was another penalty claim, I think, as well. Uh, it was like another dive from Edward. Uh, so I th- think that he should have been sent off. I know people will disagree with me, but I thought that yeah. we could have had a second yellow quite easily, to be fair. Um, but... Um, there's a few chances in the game, really. There was not really much to report in the second half, to be honest. Uh, mm. There's a couple. There's a roof incidents as well, where it looked like it was rattled off a couple of players, and it literally could have went anywhere. Um, but I thought Scott Wright was really promising when he came on again. Uh, definitely, Jared said he's a prospect for next season, so we'll develop him. Uh, Aye. But yeah, overall, it's just a fair result, to be honest. Uh, I think. I think obviously uh, it's probably a point gain for us more than Celtic would probably say because they needed it to win for pride. Um, obviously, it's not much to play for now. At the uh, end of the day, for Rangers, uh, fair, fair result overall. At the end of the day, for Rangers, it's a point at Parkhead, and it's um, yeah, kept the unbeaten one going. Point, so. point from my Parkhead is I'll, I'll take it. I'm it's, it's kept the unbeaten one going. There's only five games left, so it's you know it's looking good. Hopefully, yes, hopefully, I haven't jinxed it for you guys there. Um, <laughs> well, we play Hebs next, so <laughs> it's a eye box, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. After mm. after the international break, but I think we should move on to the quiz. Yes, right, I've done the quiz again. The but, hard one. <laughs> yeah, I've done the quiz again. This time it's I... very difficult. Um, okay, so first question is. There are two teams to have won the league in all four of the of um, Scottish leagues. All, all four of the Scottish uh, uh, leagues, um, not not, yeah. not the long league. Um, there are two teams to have won the league in all of the Scottish leagues. Uh, well, in all, in, all, in all four, in all four of well, the all four of the divisions. One, one, one's Rangers. Uh, Celtic and Rangers. 
All right, well, Kyle, Kyle got Rangers. And there. I'll uh, give you a point for who it is. So we've got a point for Rangers. Um, uh, Hibernian. Point for the seasons as well. Um, really? So it's the Premiership. Uh, right, okay, right, right, okay. 2000. Because and... I, said, I said the club first. I'll say half a point for each season. <laughs> All right. 2012, 2013. Yeah, it was for. Yep. Third division. 2013, 2014. Yep. Wait, I've misunderstood the question because I thought you meant in all of the iterations of the league. Oh, boohoo! You're no, no, anyway. I meant uh, all, so that's, all, okay, all of the all of the four divisions. So no, this uh, is where I get the championship, uh, championship, League One, League Two. Livingston. No, it's not Livingston. Oh damn! Okay. So uh, you giving the championship one now? Uh, you haven't said the championship one yet, no. Well, that was fifteen, uh, sixteen. Yeah. Partick Thistle. It's not Partick. Queen's Park. Is it Dunfermline? It's not Dunfermline or Queen's Park, no. Third Lanark. I'm gonna go. No, because do you remember the uh, the fourth division or uh, League Two now? That 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 only came in 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 about the eighties. So okay, so it's not a team like that. eh? Is it East Stirling? No, it's not East Stirling. No. Hmm. Uh, What Dumbarton? It is Dumbarton. Nice man. Yes. And I need to name. I need to name the season. <laughs> oh no! I I don't know a thing about Dumbarton. Um... I'm gonna get Harry McCormack on the podcast. <laughs> nah, I, nah, I'm not even gonna try. I'm not even gonna try to be honest. I don't know anything about. Okay, Dumbarton. is there is there anyone Happy named uh, when Rangers have won won the Premiership? Says and and twenty twenty one. There you go. <laughs> Do I get a point for each year, no? Uh, I get half a point for each year. Oh, make it a bit, easy, a bit equal. Right. Uh, yeah, so Rangers, uh, Carl's named all of that. Um, the Barton, they won uh, the Premiership in 1891-92. Oh, why? Because didn't they? Oh, they won the first ever Premiership. And then they won the uh, second division in 1971-72. Won okay. um, what's now League One in uh, 1991-92. So 100 years after they won the Premiership. Mm. And then they won um, the fourth tier, so League Two now in oh eight oh nine. I'm gonna go Falkirk. There was only two teams. Yeah, there's only two teams. Oh, was it only two? All right, yeah. okay, never mind. Okay, yeah. uh, going back to that twelve thirteen season with Rangers uh, in oh my God in SPFL <laughs> three, they only lost they lost three times that season. Who did they lose to? Stenhouse Muir. No, it's not Stenhouse Muir. How are you taking the mic? Come on. How am I meant to know this? East <laughs> 5. Like, you were the ones at the game. Could be right with East 5. Yeah, I was at... It's not East 5, no. Oh. oh. Aloha. Aloha, no. Same old Aloha. Always cheating. Always cheating. No, it wasn't Aloha, though. Um, oh. Sterling Albion. Sterling Albion's one of them, yep. Yeah. Oh, God. Um... East Stirling. East Stirling, no. No, they're, they're terrible. Clyde? No, they don't even exist anymore. No, wait. It's not Clyde, no. God. Queen of the South? No, Queen of the They've South. They've never no. been that far uh, down. Not, no. Martin? No, it's Peter not Martin, Martin, no. Peterhead was Martin. Peterhead's one of them, yep. Montrose? 
Montrez and Erlon. Adam's the other one yet. No way. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, so I remember only... the Peter Head now. But... There's only two teams who have never been relegated from the Premiership um, Celtic and Aberdeen. I want you to tell me where their worst ever finish is. Um, so Aberdeen, Aberdeen finished 12th. So I was going to say Aberdeen's came in a 10 team league and Celtic's oh, came in a 16 team league. Oh my god, because I knew they finished bottom, but they were saved by like league reconstruction or something. Like, yeah, they were. Celtic, is Celtic not finished in 12th, please? Yeah, Celtic finished in 12th in 1947 48. There 16 teams in there. Um, and then Marcus, uh, I'm going to give him the point for saying that Aberdeen finished bottom really? of the I league. Mean, I mean, in, I wouldn't even give myself the point for that because I said 12th. But yeah, you said they finished bottom though. Uh, they oh, they yeah. were only saved because Fol- because the championship playoffs couldn't take place because Falkirk didn't have a stadium fit for the Premiership. Oh, is that why? Wow. Wasn't wow. some team saved because they reconstructed the league? And obviously it wasn't Hearts because they, <laughs> they, they wanted that. But, um, no, um, so Ab- Aberdeen were saved in the late 90s by Falkirk, and then Motherwell were saved in the early 2000s by Airdrie. Okay. All mm. oh, right, okay. I'm just getting mixed up. Uh, we're going to go back to Rangers again, because they're the only British team to ever have a perfect season, which is win every game in the league. And they did that in 1898-99. There were only five other teams worldwide to have done it. Which to name the team... I'm going to give you the country, it's okay. I'm going to name the team and the okay. season that happens. So the countries are Argentina, Hungary, Germany, Uruguay, and Mauritius. Oh, I was going to Boca say the Juniors. strongest. Boca Juniors, no. I was going to say the strongest, but obviously Bolivia isn't there. No. River Plate? No, it's not River Plate. Uh, Independiente. Independiente. It's not Independiente or San Lorenzo in Argentina. Oh. Uh, Arsenal. Gymnasia, you <laughs> no, you just gonna Arsenal, but the Argentinian one. No, it's not. You can't. Oh, no, it's Everton. Sorry, it's Everton that's. Just... What to what? What countries did you say? Argentina, Sorry. Hungary, Germany, Uruguay, and Mauritius. Ferenc Varos. Ferenc Varos. Yep. Can you name okay. the season they did it in? Um, twenty. Fuck it. Oh, I don't know. Um, nineteen sixty-two. 63. No, they did it in 3132. Yeah. Oh, cause that. Oh. Uh, Uruguay. Who plays it? See, so what were the countries? Uruguay. Argentina, Hungary. You've got Germany, Uruguay, and Mauritius. Germany. Uh, München Gladbach. No, this this team in Germany they play in the regional tiers now. I'll give you that clue. Eighteen sixty Munich. No. They won it in nineteen forty two forty three. I'm going to give you that. Well, for all I know, they could be a club that's not around anymore, eh? So. Yeah. I could tell you any of them. Are you going to keep on rattling um, off Argentinian clubs until you get this one? For Uruguay, the only club 
I could name you as Penyarol. It's their arch rivals. Do you know who they are? That's literally the only club I know that are from Uruguay. Do you like um, Penyarol's arch rivals? No. Uh, <laughs> Have you got any idea for the rest of this one? Is I know I know one Argentinian club. Go on. It's it's like racing. It's racing, yeah. Really? Uh, no way. Uh, it's racing. Uh, no it's every Argentinian club except uh, racing. No way. Oh my Hold god. Hold on. Isn't there? Is it Nacional? Nacional did it in Uruguay. Yep. Yeah. Who named the years that Racing and Nacional did it in? Um, did Nacional do it in 1915 1916? Na- no, uh, Nacional did it in 1941, um, and Racing oh, did right. it in 1919. The German club is Dresdener SC. Oh, I don't think they're around anymore because it's Dynamo Dresden, isn't it? No. Yeah, and um. Yeah. You weren't going to get this at all, but the club from Mauritius were Sunrise Flak United, and they did it in 1995 Oh, my God, yeah. That was at the back of my head, of course. Oh, yeah, guys, come on. Come on, guys. Because club in Mauritius, come on. Massive fan of Sunrise, I am. And there was one more question. The complete opposite of the last question, but there was Mm. one team in Scottish football, Scottish football history, who have not won a game all season, and they did it in the championship. Can you name the year, the club, and maybe their record as well? Brecon? Brecon, yep. And they did it, oh my god. It must be ages ago. Nah, this was recently, because they were in the champion. 2015-16. Surely not. Close, you're close. Really? 2016-17. I'm not going to give any words, it's not that. 2014-15? No. 18-19? No. 17-18. there we go. Wow. Uh, can you name what their records? They played 36 games that season. So they won none six. of them. <laughs> no, they actually, they, they did, did draw a few games. Um... How many games did uh, I draw? That must be embarrassing. One, one, zero, one zero, drawn three, lost 33. Oh, you're so close. It's one zero. Five. <laughs> they drew four. <laughs> they drew four. <laughs> lost drew 32. Four, lost yeah. yeah. Um, um, so, get sacked? Probably. I didn't actually look it up, but. Sounds like a. Sounds like um, Hecky that managed them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, add up the oh, scores quickly. It. So ooh. it's going to be close, isn't it? So Lewis got three points, Marcus got four, and Kyle got six. Ooh. Maybe because there are quite a few Rangers questions in there. <laughs> yeah, it's quite... right, come on, Sam. I'll take the dub. I'll take the dub. I'll take it. I think it's predictions. I think it's review because there's, there's we did pretty. Terrible from the So I'll start off drawing in the last place. I'll, I should do the, um, the worst prediction of the week. That's a new thing we'll do. Mm. And it is. Who am I going to go for in this instance? Uh, 
Then they drag it out. It's going to be me in the three one. We'll go with from yeah. Well, isn't it? well they're, they're both you. So <laughs> apart from the five each, because that's not a bad prediction. That was that's just funny. Uh, it's both from you with your Dundee United Aberdeen prediction, which was three one. You said to Aberdeen, <laughs> and another three one. You said to Hibs. Me. No, Lewis. Yeah, I thought you would beat Levy 3-1. Right. When did I say then? Did I say 2-0? You said... Well, you said 3-0, mate. That's quite embarrassing as well. <laughs> so, how, so how does... So Lewis gets it for Don't complain because but... it's the worst prediction, mate. Don't complain that you want <laughs> okay. the worst prediction. Okay. Right, come on. My, come on, right. Okay. So, uh, Lewis and Andy... Lewis and Andy are both with nothing. <laughs> That's how, that's how poor it was. Oh dear. Um, and you've got two people. I shall see who. So, so somebody did get a prediction fully right, and it was unfortunately Marcus. Oh, <gasps> yes. St Johnson, Ross County, one 0 St Johnson. Did I? All right. Good yeah. Job. So Marcus with four, and then myself and Sam with one point. And Sam, you got your point for the Old Firm game. Okay, to each. And I got my point for the Hamilton St. Marin game. No, I didn't. I got mine for the St. Johnston North County. <laughs> I put it 2-0. Mm. Okay. I'm amending the score, the overall score. So I'm on 21, Kyle, you're on 18, right? Yes. Sam's on 13, and Lewis and Andy are Lewis is on 9, and he's on 2. It's mainly because Andy oh, doesn't send in his predictions. I know, it's, it's, it's poor. Even Lewis did it. Anyway, uh, um, this weekend is the international break. Fun. Yes, unfortunately. Uh, but we've got three Scotland games, um, so we're going to do those predictions instead. Right, just so you know, I have absolutely no idea about international games. I don't know how good Austria are. I don't really know how Scotland good, how good Scotland are either, to be honest. I think we should throw in some like random other games as well, just because, just for the shits. Sorry. See how we've only got three it's games. To review, do you want to chuck in a couple of England games, Sam? That's what I was going to say. We can chuck in a couple of England games. We can chuck in just yeah. some other random games That's as well from good. across Europe, just, just to kind of help out a bit. Um, so I'm just going to say, false, false nineties is slowly becoming the one pound paddy power acker that you put on. That's exactly what it's going to be for the international games. We're just going to pick some random games and then <laughs> see what it comes out with. I can't wait to predict French Polynesia against Samoa. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll yeah. do the Scotland games first. Um, yeah, the Scotland games and then games. I've got that. Uh, so uh, it's tomorrow on Thursday. They play Austria at Hamden. I don't know how good Austria are, to be honest. In the World Cup. Qualifiers, first World qualifier. I'm gonna mm. say one 0 Scotland. I don't know how good both teams are. I think Austria are pretty decent. Um, haven't haven't seen their lineup or their their selection. Um, you know they've got Zabitzer in there, um, Trupp, Alaba. You know, like I don't. These these are players that play on a higher level than than the SPFL, I guess. Um, so we're gonna be up against it. Um, but then again, we have kind of 
Scotland have been grinding out results against these kind of these kind of teams. You know, like the Czech Republic, I'd, I'd say is, you know, they've got a decent squad. Serbia. Um, I'll agree with Kyle. I'll say one 0 Scotland because we're just going to grind it out. We're just going to defend and Who's get a lucky break. Of course, it's got it's got to be Kevin Nisbet. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's got to, it's got to be. You know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. See, going into this one, I would normally I would go against Scotland. And I would say Austria purely because Scottish. Yeah. Purely because nine times out of ten we're, we're quite pish. Um, and obviously you've got the likes of Sabitzer, Alaba, um, Hinteregger, Baumgartling. Like, there's a lot of good players in the Austrian setup. However, they're missing Marco Arnautovic. So that's a bonus on top of the fact that we have got Che Adams, who's been doing all right in the Premier League. So we now have a Premier League quality striker um, mm. who I really hope that will start over because um, uh, Ollie McBurney Ollie McBurney is not Premier League quality. I am not playing <laughs> yeah. I am not watching um, apparently actually Jurgen Klopp was interviewed asking why Andy Robertson doesn't play as well for Scotland as he does for Liverpool and he said well can you imagine driving the length of the pitch taking on six players to look up to swing across and then realise it's Ollie McBurney exactly <laughs> So, given the fact that we've now got some lights, there's some new players in there. Um, there's a wee bit of a mix, a mix in the squad, um, and hopefully we're spurred on by this Euro 2020 bracket one uh, ambition that we've got. Um, I'll go one 0 Scotland. However, I wouldn't be surprised if Austria get get a goal. Mm. So. I'm I'm gonna go one now and play it safe, but I still think we'll get the win. But it could be a two-one, or it could be like a three-two. I just I don't know, but we'll go with one now. Play yeah, it safe. Fair enough. I'm gonna take the two-one actually. I think Scotland. Um, I think Austria are a good team, but I think Scotland have a all-round better team. I think Austria have got a few stars, but you know Scotland have an all-round better team, and I think they're gonna do the job two-one. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Sunday. Um, Scotland play a team they've played about 15 million times um, in Israel. It's not Israel. The mighty Israel. Alright, I'm going to go right in and say 1-1 one, one because I swear they draw all the time. Mm. Or they, they, won they, the, they won the last few. On they, We won one on penalties, didn't we? Yeah, so the, when it was when it was the qualifier. Yeah. I'm to give you now the last five games uh, um, Scotland plays against Israel has been two one win for Israel, a three two win for Scotland, a one one, a nil nil, and a one nil win for Israel. Oh, so yeah, I'm, go- I'm I'm gonna say I know I'm probably gonna say I hate to go against Scotland, but I'm gonna say one nil Israel. No, is where is it? Is it at Hamden? It's it says it's at. Bloomfield Stadium, so I'm guessing that's the Israel Stadium, unless they moved it. Well, that's it's the Hapoel Bear Shiva Stadium in oh, Tel Aviv. Okay. okay, yeah, I'll stick with 1 1. Um, well, I think it's Hapoel Bear Shiva Stadium, I'm not sure. Hmm. It's just I know that that's where we also played in our, like where Motherwell played in the Europa League qualifier in Israel. Alright. Um, the thing about this game is it's very much. It's starting to become a bit of a rivalry, isn't it? Like, 
we've played them that many times now. I'm starting to feel like I'm starting to actually think that like UEFA and FIFA just kind of go Scotland's in a group. Do we need chuck to draw Israel? Just chuck Israel in there. there. You see the amount of Put times like Marciano's done interviews on Hibs TV and they've gone and asked him, "Oh, well, well, you must be familiar with the Scotland squad by now." <laughs> <laughs> he thinking like, and they make the same joke every week. It's like, I right. It's like, no. <laughs> um, yeah. It goes either way. Um, we've bet them two, two nil. Um, under McLeish, and then we got beat, and then obviously one on penalties under Steve Clark, and then sure we drew the the time after that. Yeah. In the Nations League, well, no, we drew the time before that in the Nations League, and then bet them on penalties. I can't remember the order. We played Israel too many times. I mean, the fact that Scotland got beat like, against Israel. In the Nations League in November, you got beat off Israel. Yeah. Mm, so going with that, so I I can't. Scotland never win to like will never win like a full three out of three in a qualifying run. Mm. So for that reason, I'm gonna agree with Sam. What is Sam? Well, I haven't said anything yet. Um. Sam hasn't even went yet. Sorry. No, I think I think I'll agree with Kyle then. Sorry, I thought it was Sam. One um, nil Israel and go with a one nil Israel. I just oh. there's always one game that Scotland fuck. And it's gonna I be. But there'll be. I, I think for my predictions up because they're playing Austria first. You've kind of got to go intense against Austria. Yeah. I, feel like, I think they'll get them against Austria, but then they'll lose against Israel. And then that's come classic back. Scotland. That's classic. Was the next game. I'm gonna say one one for this one because it's Scotland this round. It's always bloody one one, and it's always yeah. a shit game to watch. Um, it's a tight game. The, uh, there's another game on Wednesday, which will probably be when, when we next record, and that's Scotland versus the Faroe Islands. Yeah, probably be watching that. Six nil Scotland. Wow. Yes. Wow. Okay, I've never put six on this before. Just wait until the next that. game, I've picked. <laughs> the, this is the kind of team that we should be beating 6-0, the Faroe Islands. Yeah, I'm going to say... I'll go with four. Okay. I don't think it'll be six. No, I think... Faroe, Faroe Islands, San Marino, Andorra, Gibraltar, these are all the teams that we should kind of just... East past. They're, they're small nations with not really much football and pedigree. Um, farmers. Very, aye. Basically, aye. literally farmers, aye. I don't even think the Faroe Islands have a domestic league. Probably they do. do. We we played uh, Runovic from their domestic Oh, league. yeah. I forgot about Runovic, yeah. Aye. And they, well, that's not the only team they've got. They've got a whole league, though, they do. But it's all like we towns. That it's like a Sunday teams. league kind of thing, yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's quite confusing. You'd think that you would just take one team from like the Faroe Islands and put them into like the Danish league because it's yeah, a Danish. The distance, though. I mean, the distance would kind of negate. Yeah. You know. yeah. <laughs> Flying five hours for your Bye. weekend. Yeah. So the, the population of the Faroe Islands is um, fifty-two thousand, roughly, which is I think it's about this just under the population of Livingston. So <laughs> this is what we're dealing. So with. basically, Scotland are playing. Livingston. Livingston. Oh, but Livingston's a, Liv- a tough place to go, though. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we're, no, but, but we're at home, though. Is it Hamden, yeah? 
Do you know what the sad thing? Do you know what the sad thing is? The Faroe Islands probably don't have a plastic pitch. <laughs> um, uh, no, the pitch we played up in Runovic was plastic. Oh yeah, because it would be because yeah. it's um, yeah, because it's all whatever, weather, all weather, quote unquote. Aye. but yeah, all, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, that's that's uh, my prediction. So for that, for that reason, that it's like up there with like Andorra, San Marino, and Gibraltar. You know, like all the sort of Liechtenstein, all, all these sort of small nations in Europe that don't have. Like you name me one player from Gibraltar, you know what I mean? Um, I'll go with I'll go a five 0 Scotland, and I would actually say a John McGinn hat trick again. I'd love to see it because the last one he got was against San Marino, and if he's not been called up, I'd put like a right tip, but I'm pretty sure he has. Yeah, he has. John McGinn, it's John McGinn. <laughs> I'm going to say 4-1 for this one, just because it's Scotland and I know they're going to concede a shitty goal of some sort. Probably. Mm. We're going to the England games? Uh, yeah, so I've picked uh, five games that are not Scotland games. Um, oh. One of those is on Thursday and it's between England and San Marino. Uh, San Marino, five. <laughs> England, <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> England, 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 what? Nah, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'd honestly love to see San Marino win, but nah, I'm just kidding. Um, I take your first answer, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, all right, I'll use my five-five. I'll say San Marino five again. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the worst prediction. A tango, for next tango week. thriller. It's <laughs> a, it's a good advertisement for international football. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Uh, well, it's England Sam Sam Marino. It'll be about ten nil in all honesty. I, I think it will be. I think it will be five nil. I think it'll be five nil England. The easy one for for the boys. The thing is, I'm gonna go with Marcus and say it's gonna be a ten goal thriller. But I'm gonna say it's gonna be England nine Sam Marino one. <laughs> These predictions are unbelievable. <laughs> right. See, I'm gonna count of. Basically, I'm going to count count off Sam's logic there. I think if you've got an England team that's going to play San Marino and then play Poland, hmm. you're not you're not you're not going to start the like say Harry Kane, hmm. you know, Jaden um, Sancho, and... Sancho, Jude Bellingham. Here, it's probably this is probably a chance for Southgate to kind of get the young boys, like the younger boys, the less experienced boys, give them a run out. Hmm. Um, maybe sort of Ollie, Ollie Watkins. Um, but then again, it's still San Marino, the part timers. So uh, it's, it's yeah. still San Marino. So I, I'm I'm gonna go six six one England. I'll go for who's that one. I'm, I'm looking up who's even in the England squad because I just said Greenwood, thinking he'd be called up. No, he's not even in the. Uh, he's pulled out of the under twenty one yeah, squad. Oh, of course, I, I Jesse Lingard. In the England, oh, it's only because he's had, he's had quite a good couple of weeks for West Ham. He's like Calvert Lewin and that DCL. DCL, yeah. I've picked another game that's on Thursday, and this is going to be one that you're going to all hate me for. It's Saudi Arabia versus Q8. What the right. hell? <laughs> I told you it's going to be like a better 365 hacker kind of thing. <laughs> 2 0 Saudi Arabia, and the only reason I'm saying that is because they made it to World Cup a few years ago, 2018. So, Saudi Arabia. Honestly, couldn't tell you. What are you saying, Marcus? Sorry? 2 um, 0. 
two nil Saudi Arabia. I couldn't tell you how good either teams are in comparison. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna like, say five. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna use my five all <laughs> on that. I'm gonna say two two. I know nothing about other side, but I thought it'd be just funny to throw a random game in there. But Saudi Arabia, my, my logic is they made it to the World Cup in 2018, so they must be a decent side. Yeah, but they got pumped by everyone. They got pumped yeah, by like, 5 0 by Russia in the first to game. Make it, to make it through qualifying, they must be better to some degree than the other countries in, in the yeah, region. Yeah, yeah, surely. Yeah, so, surely. That's why I think only five each. Kuwait's a tiny country as well. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. What a good prediction for that. <laughs> Just pick a random score. It's fucked. <laughs> this is the cursed one. <laughs> you thought we were bad last hey, week. So, oh, um, oh no, we're going to be terrible this week. Do you know how you get like the 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 gamble away ads and it's like, you? why did you put £10 <laughs> on a random game in Panama? When... When lockdown hit, like. when lockdown hit, and the only league that was still up was the Belarusian league, so you had folk like betting on the Belarusian league, like Dinamo, Dinamo Brest, and all that stuff. Right? <laughs> aye, 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 either. No, um, uh, right, one 0 Saudi Arabia. Right. Okay, okay. I've got some more decent games. I've got uh, three more better. games, and they're not as random. So on Saturday, it's Serbia versus Portugal. Ooh. Three one Portugal. I'm just I'm literally just in the first result comes to mind. What are you saying? Sorry, Marcus. Sorry, it was a three one Portugal. Three one Portugal. Alright. I'm gonna go two now. Portugal. I'm gonna... Can I just say Mark? Can yeah. I just say Marcus, that's disgraceful that you don't even back your Ajax boy there, the Santadic. That is yeah, but it's port like Portugal are a decent side. Like it's got Ronaldo. <laughs> Not Ronaldo. Crotone man. Yeah, who's who, who suffered a one 0 defeat to Benevento. <laughs> oh jeez. Sorry, Sam. On you go. Uh, I'm gonna say, oh, Portugal sometimes fuck up in qualifying, so I'm gonna say it's gonna be three two to Serbia. Wow, that would be exciting. I make a game too much. Uh, there's two games on Sunday that I've picked. Um, one of so, those... what did you say for that position? Sorry, I didn't get yours. Even if it's not the Ronaldo show, you've still got Bernardo Silva. Um, no, they've still got a decent squad. So, 2 0 Portugal. Okay. There's two games I've picked for Sunday, and one of those is Northern Ireland versus the US. What the hell? Ooh, as a friend. The United, the United States. They're rubbish. No, they're they're an up and coming. No, they're not. They're an they, up call, and they call it soccer. They do. They're an up and coming team. Like they've got Pulisic, young talent. Like Pulisic, um, Pulisic, Dest, Gio Reyna, Gio Reyna. I can, uh, I can know, see Dest. this being a draw. Timothy Weir is part of the he, US. He's squad. actually um, banging it in at Lille at the moment. I mean, he had a pretty poor spell at Celtic, but he's as you know. as much as they call it soccer, and and it's like not even. It's not even like the third or fourth most popular sport over there. Like they've still got the infrastructure over there. That even if it's a tiny percentage of the population that follows football, money as well. They still got money. Yeah, they've they, and their team's up and coming. I think it'll be two 0 United States. I think they'll win no yeah, problem. Man. I'm going two each for it. Okay, uh, I'm going to use three three. Whoa, okay. 
kind of, I can kind of see where you're coming from. Where like US are. Let me actually see their squad. Let me have a look at it. I know like Jonathan Oparo's in there. He's a centre back. Uh, so the squad they've got mental pace. Big squad. Um, Anthony Robertson, who plays for Fulham, they've got. Um, oh, wait, they've got McKenney that plays for uh, Juventus. Weston McKenney. Weston McKenney, yeah. Weston McKenney. Um, and there's another one that plays in the German league, plays for RB Leipzig, but I can't mind his name. I don't think he'll have been called up. Uh, they've, they've, they've also got a, a player who plays for Fortuna Dorf called Alfredo Morales, which I found yeah. quite funny. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so, 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 so you go into Aldi and you ask for an Alfredo Morelos so you get that <laughs> what's the best in like, the chant <laughs> Alfredo 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 probably um, 2-0 US we'll go to an US why not okay and the last game that I've picked is Bulgaria versus Italy what the hell? <laughs> um, Ma- match abandoned Bulgarian racism. <laughs> Probably, yeah. That's a shout. Are you, are you saying match abandoned, yeah? <laughs> match abandoned, yeah. I, actually, seriously. You see, if there were fans here, I'd say match. If fans were there, I'd say it. No, sorry, I'd have to get for fans. You, you were picking <laughs> up with it. I, I asked you again, so... <laughs> Yeah, we'll, go with Matt. we'll go with match abandoned. So the Italian I'm looking at now, they've got Jorginho, Berardi and Belotti. I think this will be a straightforward win for Italy. I'm not looking at all these stats, right? Stats don't that don't make up the games. I'm, I'm gonna say two nil. I'm gonna say two nil Italy. Easy one for them. I'm gonna say four one Italy. Was Chido Immobile not like shortlisted for the Ballon d'Or? Something like uh, that. Yeah, he was, he's got about a million goals for Lazio last season. Yeah. 4-0 uh, Italy. Cool. Right. Yeah. We're just taking a piss in the internationals because... <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, um, we, I, I, we don't know nothing about it. I don't know nothing about them. Do I, to be honest? Any, anyone, anyone listening to the podcast, don't take our predictions literally. Please gamble responsibly. Yeah. <laughs> don't bet on Saudi Arabia versus Q8. <laughs> And if, and if they made it this far, well done, because this, this is a, probably a long one. <laughs> it's not actually been that long, um, but I think we're going to... Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, we're going to call it there. Um, well, let's... Enjoy the international break, and we'll, um, we'll be back mm. next week. Thank you guys for joining me, and uh, thank you guys for listening. Cheers. Yep, see you later. Cheers. Take care, guys. See you later. Cue the cheers. The False 90s podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Podbean and our website at false90s.wordpress.com. For updates, follow False 90s on both Twitter and Instagram. And a big thank you to Francisco Alvia and his track Space Game, which is our theme tune. I'm actually just going to throw in a a complete curveball here. And uh, completely kind of swing it a bit. Um, I've just been reading there that uh, Chad have been disqualified from the Africa Cup of Nations. Really? Um, because the Football Federation has been suspended by the 
the Ministry of Youth and Sports, and because it's like the government getting involved in a a football association, then it's like an automatic ban from competition by oh, UEFA. Shit. Yeah, they weren't going to qualify anyway. But yeah, trying to fucking shit. Rant. 